0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Welcome to Believe in Sparks, presented by betonline.ag. I'm Sydney Weiss. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports.
2: On this episode of Believe in Sparks, it's going to be more of Sydney Weiss, as well as her teammate, Brittany Sykes, and their head coach and general manager of the LA Sparks, Derek Fisher. To get us all through this conference call, of course, we turn things over to Eli Horowitz, the Director of Public Relations and Communications. Take it away, Eli. All
0: right, we'll start with Rashawn Haylock with KTLA and Spectrum Sportsnet.
2: Hey, Sydney, what are you
3: most looking to... Uh... Accomplished during this training camp?
1: Um, I think we have a great opportunity, um, a lot of new bodies. Um, so getting to know each other, getting, up, getting to know how to play with one another, um, getting back into a rhythm. Uh, that's what training camp is all about. Um, setting the tone in regards to how we work, how we function as a group. Um, those habits are built in training camp. And so uh, the first two days have been full of good energy uh, encouragement, guidance, coaching. Um, I know that usually the first couple of days you're just excited to be out there. And so keeping in mind that there's a pace to the game that you need to have, you're not just going hundred miles per hour the whole time. And so, um, I think overall just paying attention to the little details that are going to make a difference as we go throughout the rest of the season.
3: Thanks for
4: Sean. We'll go over to Sabrina Merchant with SB Nation.
1: Hey Sydney. Um, you mentioned a lot of new bodies, you know, in camp this week, uh, of them are actually your position right the two and the three so i'm curious what you've seen out of the newbies you know um stephanie and bria and nia just you know the new people what are you seeing out of them that's the beauty um of this league is there there are so many great women um at every position um who bring their own unique style uh to the table Um, and so you have nia you have bria who are familiar with the league um, they've been on different rosters. Uh, they know how the league works. They know um, the pace, the physicality, um, and you can see that and how they work. Um, and then you have Steph, who's coming from the college level, but she's a seasoned college uh, kid who has been around for six years uh, at that level. Um, and she she plays with pace. Uh, she she has good speed. She works really hard. I love her work ethic. Um, and I think each one brings a unique skill set. Um, to what they can offer to this group Um, and so so far they're fitting in as we're teaching the systems and all these little details Um, but they're they're good players I mean they're professionals and they they have earned the right to be at this camp for sure.
4: Miriam Swanson LA Daily News Uh,
1: wondering we were talking with uh, Sinead about her documentary the 144 Um, wondering if if you knew she was doing that last summer in the bubble and and if you, if you notice cameras hanging around what that was like uh, on your end and, and just sort of like what you know about this thing. Yeah, I heard um, while we were in there that today had the idea um, and ESPN had the idea of making a documentary about the experience in the bubble. And so I know that there were a couple of times where we had team events um, where there's a camera crew around just to document uh, behind the scenes. And I think that was the case for teams throughout um, the league. Because um, obviously it was such a unique, Um, situation where we are all in one area and so I think ESPN did a really good job documenting uh, behind the scenes footage to uh, help us go back in time and even let people who weren't in that experience in the bubble realm to see um, not just what we we put on tv with basketball and um, social justice advocating but um, what it was like in the villas what it was like on campus in the hotels getting to practice um, all those little nuances that um, only the groups and the teams and organizations that were in there. Um, now we get to share that with people who were not in that situation, which is it's going to be really cool um, to see that production come together.
2: We'll be back with more from Sydney Weiss right after this and coming up later in the show, head coach and general manager Derek Fisher, as well as Brittany Sykes. Back with more after this. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts.
4: Go over to Chris Henderson.
0: 25th anniversary for the WNBA, they're going to city jerseys. I gotta ask you, what do you think about your the Spark City jerseys? What do you think about the team jerseys that you guys are implementing? Nike did an amazing job with all the jerseys
1: for all the teams. Um I heard that we were gonna have three jerseys this season, and I thought they were just gonna add a jersey onto our other two. So to see completely new designs um out of the box. Um, styles. There's flair to them. There's swag to them. They're unique for each city, for each team. Um, I think they tell a story. Um, And so I love ours because I think it's a mixture of classic LA Sparks um, into the new era of what we're bringing to the table this year going forward. Uh, And so I love it. I personally wish there was a little bit more teal. I've always been a fan of the teal. uh, But I'm not going to complain. I love the black. I love the purple. Obviously, the gold is
4: legendary, Um, and so I'm looking forward to wearing those this season for sure. To Brady Klocker with SB Nation. Hey, Sid. um, I'm wondering, you know, your first few years in the league, kind of some obstacles with the injury, you had coaching changes, inconsistent playing time and whatnot. Now you're in your third year with Fisher, and your role kind of solidified a bit last year, uh, especially with so many new players at camp. What's it feel like for you to kind of be the veteran in terms of knowing the system being used to Coach Fisher and, and how comfortable do you feel?
1: I think I'm in that I'm not necessarily a veteran yet when we're introducing ourselves to the group. Um, I said, I looked to our veterans and I said, "I'm in my fifth year, does that make me a vet? And they all said, no. <laughs> so I am not gonna take that title yet. I'm still learning, I'm still growing. Um, we have a lot of great vets that I look up to KT being here, um, she she brings it every day and she has that that history within the league full of success um, and her her um, resume stands for it. And so I'm excited to learn from her. And then um, I think because of the experiences playing for Fish going into my third year, um, our third year together, um, I know that there are things that I have experienced with him that can help me with the newbies and teach them and guide them as best as I can. And so there's a balance to I'm still learning, I'm still growing, not necessarily a vet quite yet, uh, but I also have enough years under my belt and enough experiences where I can now step into um, that guidance piece and teaching as well um, that you know I, I haven't been able to do in the past because I didn't know yet either. Um, and so it is a it's a cool position to be in. And I, I'm very fortunate uh, to continue to learn and to help as much as I can.
4: Last question for Sydney. We'll go to Roswell and Wude with Spectrum Sportsnet.
1: You know, to piggyback that last question, I wanted to hear about what do you think were some of the most important things you added to your game and your understanding of the pro level season after season to get you to this point? I think something that was unique in this offseason for me was uh, I was rehabbing an ankle injury. Uh, and I've learned that when there when injuries happen, there's so many things that, Um, you are presented to learn that you wouldn't have been presented if you would have remained healthy and you kept pushing um, like nobody like nothing happened um and so i was able to take a step back from going overseas um, to really focus on starting from the ground up um, teaching myself how to move properly to move more efficiently obviously you're you're rehabbing and uh, making sure your ankle is taken care of but with that it's like you're resetting your body um, and that, that gave me time to work on different skills um, and different um, moves from the point guard position, from the two and three position, um, and really take my time with that because usually a lot of us go overseas and you're just thrown into another system, you're thrown into practices, into games. And So this gave me some time to really focus and break down, okay, how can I finish better in the paint? How can I have better body control
3: when I'm driving through
1: the trees and I need to jump stop and either finish or pass it out? Um, and so paying attention to those little details Um, I think the first couple years in the league too, you don't really have time to focus on that because you're trying to get a handle on the pace and the physicality within itself. So it's like survival mode. And now I feel like I got to a point where I can focus on those details. Um, And that's what it is now going forward is those little details that can set you apart and keep elevating your game as you go from season to season.
2: Sydney sure sounds like a veteran though, doesn't she? She has so much wisdom And just adds so much value, not only to the LA Sparks specifically, but to the WNBA. She is a leader by example. She is someone that is just, it, it transcends basketball. She's such a wonderful human and the best teammate any of these women could ever want to have. And I'm certainly honored that she is part of this show every week with me. Up next, we're going to hear from head coach and general manager, Derek Fisher. Once again, here's Eli Horowitz.
4: All right, we'll start with Rashawn Haylock
0: with KTLA and Spectrum Sportsnet.
3: From a competition standpoint, um, where are you now with that in terms of, you know, individual battles, position battles? And, and I guess when, when do you expect maybe that ramp up to happen, you know, for your better evaluation to take place?
0: Yeah, on um, Wednesday, that, that would be, um, I think, the day to, to start giving us a chance to more closely evaluate, um, you know, some of the, the, the competitive nature in terms of players getting to, uh, you know, get after it against each other in, in, in physical settings. Uh, we've really, you know, tried to keep the activities really focused on, you know, again, building connection. Um, you know, understanding each other, uh, you know, players learning, you know, each other's personality and energy and, you know, how we get along on the court, the, the way she likes to receive passes, you know, who can shoot, who can dribble, um, just really understanding one another. Uh, and, and we feel like that, that's that been great these first couple of days. Uh, the activities uh, mentioned yesterday about our, you know, from the performance side in terms of. Just our overall uh, strength and conditioning levels uh, is a high priority for us this season. So we're, you know, we're building that into what we're doing um, every day. Uh, so Wednesday will, you know, be a, a more, um, you know, competitive type of day in terms of the question you're asking. And, you know, we'll start to see how, you know, different pieces fit together and where things, uh, you know, start to look from a lineup perspective and some things that we want to have in place by the time we get to um, any opportunities we'd have to play, uh, you know, preseason game. Thanks. We'll go over to Sabrina Merchant, SB Nation. I
1: know that you obviously had a lot of time to scout your rookies heading into the draft, but it was a weird situation where I'm sure you didn't get to see them as much in person as you might have in other years. So I'm curious what stands out to you, like seeing them in the flesh, you know, among these rookies that you've brought into this year's training camp.
0: Yeah, um, definitely um, learning. You know more than uh, you know what you can study on on video. You know in game situations. You know conversations with coaches. Uh, you know it doesn't always speak to you know who a player actually is, and you know not just in her game, but but uh, who she is as a person. Uh, you know her day to day work ethic, the way she approaches. Uh, doing something that that uh, she loves to do. So um, you know, everyone's been great. Uh, you know, I think Jasmine and Stephanie have, have been you know fantastic, uh, just in terms of like how hard they work. Um, you know, the way they listen and are attentive to what we're trying to do. Um, and you know, it, it's it's not easy to go from you know playing in the NCAA tournament and. You know less than a month ago and then all of a sudden you're uh you're in a professional training camp you know and and so they've all done a good job um and but we're, we're learning a lot more every day every rep you know we get a chance to see uh the, the things that they actually are capable of doing that maybe didn't show up on video and uh we've been positively pleasantly surprised uh, so far
4: go to brady clock for sb nation you have so many new players this year, um, even more so than in the last few years. And um, if, I, if I'm if i remembering correctly, I think NECA and Sid are the only players who have been in all three training camps with you at this point. Um, yes. uh, what are the challenges there with trying to incorporate so many new players? Um, how do you go about that? How do you get people up to speed and, and still prioritize roster decisions, but also getting the team ready for opening day?
0: Yeah, no, it's a great question, I think, um, you know, that the challenges in, in some ways are yes, the, the, the newness in terms of um, the, the trust and the connection and, um, you know, the chemistry and camaraderie that starts to build over time, uh, you know, when you have players that have spent some time together, uh, you know, that those things are natural, right, you know, if, if You have years together. There are things you don't necessarily have to say. You know, your teammate just understands that about you. Um, And and, you know, we're going to have to, you know, give ourselves some time to build those things in. Um, But for us, we were more so viewing it as opportunities. um, You know, to build new and to approach things differently. And you know, we we were specific about the players we targeted in free agency and in the draft that could better speak to. Um, the way we want to be able to play. And so we're, we're kind of excited actually about, you know, the new faces and, and the new players uh, because they present more opportunities for us to do some of the things that we want to do. And because of the people that they are and, and the way they carry themselves, um, our gym is, is popping. Like it's, it's just a lot of energy. And, um, you know, the first couple of days, you know, you kind of expect that so you know that that'll start to probably change a little bit on wednesday because uh you know everybody knows who's here and uh it, it won't be easy to make the final decisions that we'll have to make and, and you can tell that everybody's uh quite aware of that so um we it, it's a positive i think at the end of the day um, your question is that newness is a positive for us and we're, we're not seeing it as a challenge and, and i think as a, from a coaching perspective um, it's exciting because it, it allows for, for us to expand on some of the things that we wanted to do uh, that we feel like these new players uh, give us the chance to explore more. To Chris Camello with Nightcast Media.
4: You know, I, I wanted to kind of do a different take. Um, you know, I noticed a lot of baseball teams uh, in recent years, they like to stockpile, especially during spring training, a certain type of position to create competition. Was that in the back of your mind by, you know, drafting guards, signing guards, so that way you could kind of create that competition. You mentioned the opportunity aspect, but competition sometimes gets the best out of, out of some of these players. Was that in the back of your mind, creating options, but also at the same point in time, um, competition as well?
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, back of the mind, front of the mind, um, all over. Uh, that that's exactly what uh, the thinking was in, in bringing in players that um, you know, like you said, would have an opportunity to to compete for uh, for roster spots, for minutes, um, you know, for everything that they want to achieve in their in their careers. Like that, the opportunity will be here. Um, but it was very intentional to um, you know, like you said, to add multiple players. Uh, that can do multiple things that are similar in size, uh, similar in potential versatility and upside um, so that we can do the things that we really uh, envision doing offensively and defensively. Uh, And so having as many of those players as possible in camp was uh, for sure intentional. And, you know, ultimately uh, the final roster hopefully can also resemble that concept. Uh, But, you know, we'll have to see once we start competing a little bit more, uh, get some players into some game situations and, uh, you know, things that they'll see in their professional careers, you know, then we'll, we'll get a better feel for who's ready to do that. Uh, sooner rather than later. Over to Roswell and Uday with Spectrum Sportsnet.
1: I know it's early, but who, who's been most talkative? Who are some big talkers so far and what are you seeing emerge around leadership core?
0: Oh man, we, uh, And and we have a lot of talkers, actually, which is which is good Um, from Erica Wheeler, um, who, you know, her personality, you know, just shines through everything that she does. Um, You know, she she is not hesitant to say what she's thinking and how she's feeling, whether it's about her her own performance and and accountability or, or her teammates. Uh, it's great to have Shanae back in, in the building, like it, just her energy, her smile is, is infectious and I think it helps to lift our team up and um, it, it's great to see her back out there working hard and, and getting after it. And Chrissy Tolliver isn't as much of a talker uh, verbally, uh, but the way she approaches what she does, it, it speaks very loudly. Um, she, she is, she's like a machine um, and she's very intentional about every move that she makes. The way she dribbles the ball, the way she shoots it, um, how she comes off a screen, like all of those things are communicating to her teammates, uh, you know, how this should look. I, people expect Nneka to communicate a lot, but, uh, you know, Nneka's always been very specific about when she wants to communicate. So we have that there, but I mean, Simone Augustus, you know, cool. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. I'm sure I'm forgetting a, a couple of other people, but... Like our our gym is really filled with just great, phenomenal like basketball players, but also really good people. Um, So yeah, I don't think anybody feels that they have to hold back, you know, how to communicate. So um, the biggest talkers for sure are, you know, probably the smallest person is is Eric Wheeler. Um, But there there are a number of people that are communicating uh, I think Amanda Zali B. as well is, is a leader uh, and is very comfortable speaking up and speaking out. So um, those were things that we were looking for. I think the, you know, the last couple of years, we struggled in that area, um, honestly. We, so we also wanted players that uh, not just talking from a leadership standpoint, but just talking from a I got her, you take her, <laughs> you know, cut this way, move this way. You know, this is what I need you to do. Uh, you know, that it, it may not really always be leadership, but just communicating with your teammates. And, uh, that was a, a big priority for us in the off season.
2: Thanks coach. We'll be back with Brittany Sykes after this break. I don't know if you have this issue, but finding sunglasses that fit me and look good is not an easy task. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan. Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KananCast 15 at canan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T 15. Canan. Clearly better.
0: All right, questions for Brittany Sykes. We'll start with John W. Davis, who's Insider. What would you like to see from everyone when the competition segment of training camp begins on Wednesday? And with that on, with that in mind, you know, what are the types of attributes that you believe will set people apart in training camp?
3: Um, I think the one thing I'm looking for is people to compete. Um, you know, this is a competitive group. We, we you know, had drills and practice where you can kind of see um, some people's competitive nature, even though it's a you know, good spirit, but definitely when we start to get to those um, parts of practice where we're competing against each other, um, for sure, I'm looking for people to compete. And uh, to separate, I'm just looking for those little things, those little things for us to communicate when we're tired, for us to communicate when things aren't going well, you know, and for us to dig into each other, not dig into ourselves. I think those are the things that will uh, help separate us. Um, from other teams and then individually. I think that'll help us separate from each other, but also help us come together. Roz Gold and Wude back Spectrum Sportsnet.
1: Coach had told us one of his big um, goals was to see everybody coming together, getting connected and getting to know each other. What are the ways the players have been able to do that this season? Even still with, with, with some of the pandemic stuff still happening here, You know, what are the things y'all trying to do early?
3: Um, well, you know, it's we, we get kind of lucky um when it comes to the whole trying to find chemistry trying to um match personalities because everybody has been in this league for a certain amount of years so you either played with or you played against and this is coming from AAU through high school to college now we're in pearls so we've kind of already built up that chemistry when it comes to knowing each other and really really getting um fit like a glove is kind of how i kind of think of it but um We've just we've just been we've just been talking and we've just been doing those, the the little things. I cannot emphasize enough that we have to do the little things in order to be that close. Because those are the things that are going to keep us from falling apart.
4: Over to Lindsey Kramer.
3: Well, so I know once an orange woman, always an orange woman.
4: It's been a few years since you were at SU, but I, I know that you you, know, you keep in touch with the program and Coach Q. Uh, you see what's kind of going on there. A lot, a lot of transfers this year. You know, new transfer rule so it's a two-part question i like your thoughts on the NCAA's transfer rule for college students you know, not sitting out and second part um just from the outside general thoughts about Q having to rebuild the program and so many players uh you know I think 11 or 12 players have left it so your thoughts on that
3: okay yeah I mean it's pretty simple um it's each his own you know if you if you feel like as a player that it somewhere is not a fit for you, you're not happy, and you want to leave, and so be it. And then um, if I had to play devil's advocate, I'd have to say that um, I think
0: not just today's kids, but
3: just people in general, we, we, and I say we, because it's a time and place where we all had a space where we did not like to look in within ourselves. We did not like to have accountability for our decisions and our actions. Sometimes you just gotta stick through it. Sometimes you just gotta see it through. It's not gonna be fun and dandy. So for, uh, you know, some kids who want to leave and now we have the rule where you can automatically play, you know, and I just think it's trippy that kids can transfer within the conference. I just, I don't know, it's like an unsaid rule that you just don't do that. You know, you might as well give all the plays away at this point, but um, that's, that's just my opinion on it. And as for, you know, of course q and rebuilding the program, Whether 12 or however many people transfer, it still doesn't take away from the things that he's done since I've been here before I got there and what he's doing now. He's a great coach. He's a great man. And, you know, good luck to all those girls and, you know, good luck to those who are coming into the program for him. I'm pretty sure his, his mindset every year is to win a championship. So I know he's, he's, you know, he's season-leaving, but at the same time, he has a job, just like we all do. You know, we got to make sure we're preparing for the, the next situation, now, I believe he's doing it, he's doing a great job. So shout out to Coach You.
0: John Haylock with KTLA and Spectrum Sportsnet.
3: Year five for you now, what areas are you looking to grow, and, and how might you envision your role changing this season? Well, year five... Uh, I, I've, I've added some things to my offensive game. I've slowed down my game in a sense of pace. I'm not going 100 miles per hour anymore. And I'm glad that finally in year five, I've kind of mastered that craft. Um, I'm just looking to make sure that I, I become a more consistent shooter, that you know, I stay aggressive. And we all know what we're all capable of. I know what I'm capable of, it's the, it's the simple fact of me trying to do it consistently. So that's my biggest thing—just getting through those tough spots and not getting on myself so hard emotionally and mentally, and pushing through those, and and still being the player that I am. Just that one percent better. To Miriam Swanson
4: of
1: the LA Daily News. T. Fish was just talking about how this is a especially um, talkative group. I-, I wonder where you gauge it in, in your experience uh, in, in the league and just playing ball, and just in, in what ways does that sort of you know, like what how does that color camp? How does that is that a benefit? Is that a or not? Like, what's it like?
3: Can we that? Derek Fisher. Oh D. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this this group definitely has its talkers. I mean, let's just put it out there. I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> but I'm more of a goofy talker, like I'm a jokester, but um. I think it helps because, well, let me say this. It helps when the talking from, like, when we're, you know, lollygagging and waiting for the next thing, it, it helps to have talkers when we need it, you know? Like, when we're, when we're in the game, when we need to communicate, that's when, you know, the, the talking to people, that's when it helps because if you love to talk, there shouldn't be a problem to communicate on the floor. So, um, and I think we have been doing a good job of that. And the coaches will say, you know, like, oh, let's say this while we're while we're.
4: Uh, practicing or shooting. Talk y'all, talk y'all. It's quiet, it's quiet. You know, just
0: little, little notions to get us going, get us talking, get us communicating. Chris Henderson C. Hendo. Definitely have a question for you. I asked Sydney the same question. So the 25th anniversary, you have New Jersey, city jerseys. I got to ask your thoughts about them because I think they're dope, but I want to ask you personally. What do you think about them?
3: I love them. I love them. Um, I am, I, I hope they don't get on me for saying this. But um, I I have my favorites. I won't say them, so I won't get in trouble. But uh, Sparks is definitely one of them. Obviously, no bias, but I just love the thought behind them. Not only the design, but the meanings behind them. I think that's huge because now you get people talking about the jerseys and they go, oh man, those colorways are cool. And then you'll have somebody behind them saying, well, this colorway is because of this. This colorway is for this. So I think it's great um, that we're starting to talk. With the jerseys. Like, we're adding the top tool. It. It's not just about design, it's about what follows it. So, I'm really proud of the league. I'm proud of everybody who had a hand in it, and I'm proud to wear it when it comes to season.
2: Thank you, Brittany. Also, thanks again to our Sydney Weiss and also head coach and general manager Derek Fisher. We appreciate y'all as always. And thank you to Natalie Gilmore and Eli Horowitz. Couldn't do this show without your help. We love you guys. And Sydney and I will be back next week.
1: Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Follow me at SwissBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter and Stacy at StaceyPates Pates on both platforms as well.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. For Sydney Weiss, I'm Stacey Pates. This has been a presentation of BetOnline.ag.